Greetings friends around the world. This is Dr. Bob Teal for the Bible News Prophecy Channel. Is the United States of America possibly prophesied to be gone by 2028? Are there truly prophetic reasons to believe that the United States will end and be destroyed before the end of two full presidential terms? Actually, yes. There's an old tradition that's attributed to the prophet Elijah that he taught that humans were going to live under Satan's rule for 6,000 years and this would be followed by a thousand year of abundant time in the kingdom of God. Now this Jewish view is actually consistent with uh, views of uh, early Christians and some associated with them. Basically, some believe that since God uh, recreated the world, remade the world in six days and rested on the seventh, that humans have 6,000 years to live under Satan's influence. And whereas the Sabbath represents uh, essentially the kingdom of God. And people have wondered about this, but I want to start here by going through some Jewish traditions. Now this is something I want to read from the Jewish Babylonian Talmud, which is basically the opinions of ancient Jewish sages uh, about what the Bible was teaching. So let me read several of these here. Rabbi Katina said, 6,000 years shall the world exist, and one, thousand, the seventh, it shall be desolate, as it is written, the Lord alone shall be exalted in that day. Rabbi Abiyah said, it shall be desolate, two thousand, as it said, after two days he will revive us, and the third day he will raise us up, and we shall live in his sight. It's been taught in accordance with Rabbi Katina, just as a seventh year is one year of release in seven, so is the world. One thousand years out of seven shall be followed, as is written. The Lord alone shall be exalted in that day. It is further said, a psalm and a song for the Sabbath day, meaning the day that is altogether Sabbath. And it's also said, for a thousand years in thy sight are but as yesterday when it's past. The Tana Debi Elijahu teaches, the world has existed 6,000 years. The first 2,000 years, there was desolation. 2,000 years, the Torah flourished. And the next 2,000 years is a Messianic era. Now, there's some errors in that from a Christian perspective, but basically, these ancient Jewish sages taught that there's a 6,000-year plan and that the current 2,000 years essentially represents the Messianic era, which Christians would call the church era. And that a thousand year period of time remains after when that's over. Now, I want to read something from something called the Jewish Midrash, which means an exposition or investigation. Perky de Rabbi Eliezer comments, six eons for going in and coming out for war and peace. The seventh eon is entirely Shabbat and rest for life everlasting. Oh, well, that's consistent with the view that the world as we know it will end after 6,000 years, followed by a thousand-year millennium, which is called a Shabbat or a Sabbath. Now, I'd like to read something from Matthew Henry's uh, commentary in the whole Bible. Now, this is a Protestant source related to Leviticus chapter 25, 1 through 7. 
in the seventh year shall be a Sabbath of rest unto the land. Jews collect that vulgar tradition that after the world has stood 6,000 years, a thousand years being to God is one day, it shall cease, and the eternal Sabbath shall succeed. Now, the Bible itself teaches that a thousand years is like a day to God. Let me read something from the Old Testament. This is from Psalm uh, uh, chapter uh, 90, or the 90th Psalm, and I'll be reading from the New King James Version of the Bible. For a thousand years in your sight are like yesterday when it is past, verse 12. So teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. So, see two things here. Not only is a thousand years as a day to God, but we're supposed to number our days that we may have gain a heart of wisdom. In other words, we should pay attention to this idea about the thousand years, at least I think so. Uh, in the last days. And we should always number our days, even if we weren't toward the last days, and we're going to get to that in a moment. Now, you may uh, believe that the New Testament's inspired, and people like myself certainly do. So let's read something from there. Second Peter uh, chapter 3, verse 8, we read, But, beloved, do not forget this one thing, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. Now, I'd like to give a type of confirmation about this that I've rarely heard, or don't actually remember hearing from too many other sources or other sources. And I want to tie this into something that God said in the book of Genesis. And this is from Genesis chapter 2, start with verse 16. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in that day that you should eat it, you shall surely die. Now, if you go into the Bible, we see that Adam didn't actually die within the 24-hour time period of when he ate the forbidden fruit. As a matter of fact, if you want to go to Genesis 5, verse 5, let me just read this. It says, So all the days that Adam lived were 930 years, and he died. So he didn't die the, within the 24 hours of eating the fruit. But notice that he lived 930 years. That is less than a full day to God, because the day is as a thousand years. And I believe that's the way Genesis 2, 16 to 17 should be understood, because it's consistent with the rest of the Bible and God's plan. Now, some of you might say, wait a second, you've talked about the Old Testament, you talk about some Jewish writings, don't the Jews say we're in the year 5,781, which runs until September 7th of 2021? Yes, the Jews claimed year Anumunde, the age of the world, is 5,781. However, this claim confuses a lot of people because the numbers don't add up with scripture or with history. Many Jewish scholars have recognized throughout history and they believe the mistake was done by the Jews on purpose. It was intentional. It's believed to have been done in the uh, uh, early 2nd century. If you use proper biblical historical chronology, you find off that the uh, Jewish year, this 5,781, is off by something like 210 years plus or minus. Now, 
based on various calculations that I'm aware of, it seems that Adam and Eve were uh, um, created or apparently left the Garden of Eden somewhere between 3959 and 3972 BC, or as the Jews like to call it, BCE. It's most likely that the 6,000 years began once Adam sinned, because Adam hadn't rebelled before then. Now the Bible doesn't tell us how long Adam and Eve were in the garden uh, uh, before they took of the fruit. Now if we think about this, I've got Jesus started to preach probably around 37 AD, which is about 4,000 years later. He started preaching late in a thousand year day four, and then into day five. Now if you think about a seven day week, put it in my finger seven days, four is right in the middle. Okay, four is not the, uh, this one before. Okay, so you got three before and three after. So it's right in the middle. Hence, day four isn't part of the last days, but it would be sometime after there. Now, if you actually look at the German language, the fourth day of the week is called Mittwoch, which means midweek. Or, you know, in English, we tend to call it uh, Wednesday, was actually called Odin's Day, actually. It's not one of the last days of the week, but it's the middle day. Anyway, it's logical that days five and six and seven would be considered the last days by the early disciples. And that being the case, this helps explain why the disciples thought that we were in the last days. Now, I'd like to read something uh, related to the Apostle Peter. This is from Acts chapter 2, starting in verse 14. Now, Peter gave this particular message on the day of Pentecost, uh, probably 31 AD. I know there's some people think it's 32 AD and some people it's 30 AD. Um, I think 30 or 31 makes the most sense when you look at everything. Be that as it may, let's go to Acts 2, starting verse 14. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. For these are not drunk as you suppose, since it's only the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. So you've got Peter saying, what's going on in Acts chapter 2 was related to the last days, which would, uh, in this case, start day 5 of the uh, uh, 7 days. So day 5 and 6, as the Jews referred to it, essentially as a messianic era, when we would call it the church age. Now, according to the book of Hebrews, the last days started uh, when Jesus was speaking to people, had spoken to people. Go to Hebrews chapter 1, start with verse 1. God, who at various times and various ways spoke in times past to the fathers by the prophets and has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things. So we see that Jesus spoke in the last days. Now, who would the us be here? One of the us looks to have been Mark. Uh, Mark had been with uh, uh, Paul and Luke at different times. Uh, And we also know that Jesus spoke in Acts chapter 1, 4 through 8, 
So he would have spoken sometime in the last uh, year. Uh, now, in Acts 4, it's actually after he was resurrected. Actually, Acts 1, it was after he was resurrected. And later, uh, in Acts 9, verse 4, we see that Jesus was talking to Paul. So we see that Jesus was speaking in the last days, which would be, in this case, uh, part of uh, day 5, which is part of the last days. Now, if there's no 6,000-year plan of human rule followed by a 1,000-year millennium, then the statement about being the last days uh, doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense. But if God does have a 7,000-year plan, which I think he does, these statements do make sense. And it explains why the end hasn't come yet, because there's still a little more time in the last days. Now, as I said, since Jesus was preaching in the last days, he must have been doing some of that in day five of the seven 1,000-year days. And since Acts chapter 2 appears to have happened, the events there in 31 AD plus or minus, that would suggest, if you had 2,000 years to it, that the 6,000 years would be up by 2031, if not earlier. You know, Jesus was alive before 31 AD, so maybe the last days began as early as 2830 AD. Now, some people, you talk about Jesus, don't want to talk about prophecy, but actually, you need to pay a little more attention to the book of Revelation, because Revelation 19, verse 10 says that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And the Bible teaches that prophecy is important. By the way, for example, Isaiah 46, 9 through 11. Now, in the early 2nd century, a Church of God leader by the name of Heropolis, I mean, Papias of Heropolis, and he was a hearer of the Apostle John and a friend of Polycarp, he taught, there will be a period of a thousand years after the resurrection of the dead and that the kingdom of Christ will be set in material form on the very earth. Furthermore, the idea about a 6,000, 7,000 year plan was taught by uh, early uh, Greco-Roman Catholic saints as well. For example, in the late 2nd century, Irenaeus of Lyon, who said he had heard Polycarp when he was young, uh, wrote the following. I'm going to read this. It's a little bit long. But he wrote this around 180 A.D. And one of the reasons I want to read all of this is so you understand that this is not a new idea that there are old prophecies, ancient prophecies and ancient understandings about the end of the age, and we'll tie this in with the United States as we get a little further. Anyway, Irenaeus wrote, that apostasy which has taken place during 6,000 years, for in as many days as this world was made, so in as many thousand years it shall be concluded. And for this reason, Scripture says, Thus the heaven and the earth were finished in all their adornment. And God brought to the conclusion upon the sixth day the works that he had made. And God rested upon the seventh day from all his works. This is an account of the things formerly created, as also it's a prophecy of what is to come. For the day of the Lord is as a thousand years, and in six days created things were completed. It's evident, therefore, that they will come to an end at the sixth day thousand year. But when this Antichrist shall have devastated all things in this world, he will reign for three years and six months and sit in the temple at Jerusalem, and then the Lord will come from heaven in the clouds 
in the glory of the Father, sending this man and those who follow him into the lake of fire, but bringing in for the righteous the times of the kingdom, that is, the rest, the hallowed seventh day, and restoring to Abraham the promised inheritance in which the kingdom the Lord declared. So Irenaeus says, look, this, the seven days that we read about, God remade everything, which is a type of the 7,000 year plan. Humanity's rule under Satan, being living under Satan's rule, will end. As far as Satan's rule, uh, Jesus talked about in the book of John that Satan is the ruler of this world, and it's going to end. Anyway, followed by the millennial reign of, of Jesus. Now, there is a, a Roman Catholic bishop who's considered to be the most important of their theologians prior to uh, the time of Constantine, according to the Catholic Encyclopedia. I want to read something that this man, his name is Hippolytus, something that he wrote in the early 3rd century, so 200 and something AD, he writes this. And 6,000 years must needs be accomplished in order that the Sabbath may come the rest, the holy day, on which God rested from all his works. For the Sabbath is a type and emblem of the future kingdom of the saints, when they shall reign with Christ, when he comes from heaven, as John says in his Apocalypse. For a day with the Lord is as a thousand years. Since then, in six days God made all things, it follows that the six thousand years must be fulfilled. So, I think it's interesting that the According to the Catholic Encyclopedia, their most, the person who's their most important theologian taught this. Now, if you presume that the Great, that great Tribulation begins three and a half years before the end of the 6,000 years, and that the latest date for the 6,000 years looks to be around 2031, now there's some reasons it could be later, then you have the 6,000 years up no later then uh, 2027, because you take uh, 2031, subtract three years, that brings you to 2028. But, since Peter was speaking on the day of Pentecost, about the last days, and Pentecost comes in essentially the late spring of every year, take off three and a half years from that, you're talking sometime in the fall or the late fall of 2027. Okay, so it's three and a half years. Now, since that's way before January 20th, uh, uh, 2029, which would be the end of a second full presidential term from now, if you presume that the last day calculation is correct, that's why the end of the United States of America could occur by then. Now, I should point out that there's two types of last days referred to in the New Testament. When some are talking about the last days, they're talking about the latter days of the 7,000-year week, so day 5 and 6, or day 5,000 6,000. However, in other places, the New Testament writers referring to the time of the final generation as being in the last days, for example, 2 Peter 3.3. 3. But this all points to the destruction of the United States coming soon. Now, mention Hippolytus. He said that in Daniel 9, 26-27, that week meant a seven-year period of time. Most Protestant uh, 
prophecy watchers agree with that, as well as those in the Church of God. So he's talking about the deal in Daniel 9.27 happening seven years before the end of the 6,000-year plan. Furthermore, in history, in the early 20th century, there was a, a Sabbatarian leader by the name of G.G. Rupert, and he taught 6,000 years to be followed by a 1,000-year millennium, and various Church of God groups have taught that as well. Now, this idea of a 6,000, 7,000-year plan is not unique to Sabbath keepers, uh, nor people like Hippolytus or Irenaeus. According to even Roman Catholics, this view, or at least parts of this view, have been held by people who claim to at least believe part of the Bible. I'd like to start off by reading something from uh, Emmett Culligan. Uh, you may have heard of him because he was known as the Culligan Man. And he had a, a book he wrote, and it was blessed by Pope Paul VI. I want to read what Culligan wrote. The time of the first resurrection will end. It is the time when the seventh millennium will set in and will be the day of Sabbath in the plan of creation. It has been the common opinion among Jews, Gentiles, and Latin and Greek Christians that the present evil world will last no more than 6,000 years. Christians and Jews from the beginning of Christianity and before have taught the 6,000 years after the creation of Adam and Eve the consummation will occur. The period after the consummation is to be the seventh day of creation, the Sabbath. St. Jerome said it is common belief that the world will last 6,000 years. And Culligan says, I believe that the last days come to an end, so will the sixth day of creation. Now, let me say something here. He thought this was going to be over earlier. Now, I've gone through a bunch of calculations, and I, so I think his calculation part was off. But he's not the only one. Um, this is a little bit long, but I want to read something from uh, a priest by the name of Rossi who wrote in the 19th century. And one of the reasons I want to do this is for any who may have a Roman Catholic background who, or a Greek Orthodox background who might think, well, early uh, people of, uh, who connected with their faith or they claimers with their faith didn't believe this, but really they did. So let me read something. Now, and Rossi's book uh, did get a, a, approval by his superiors, by the way, before it was published. So here's what Rossi wrote. One day with the Lord, then, is as a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. It's the common interpretation that each of the six days of creation is equivalent to 1,000 years for the future existence of human generations. Now, God employed six days in the creation of this world. This world, then, shall last only 6,000 years, the Sabbath, the seventh day, representing eternity. The learned Cornelius A. Lepidi, in his erudite commentaries in the Bible, in that second chapter of Genesis, in the 20th chapter of the Apocalypse, attests that it was a common opinion among Jews and Gentiles, among Latin and Greek Christians, that this world would only last 6,000 years. Christian writers have taught the same opinion from the beginning of Christianity. We learn then that the six mystic days of creation are intended to signify the 6,000 years of the world's duration. The seventh day, which to the exclusion of the other six days, God has in a special manner blessed and sanctified, must be taken for the happy eternity of the blessed saints, for the holy Sabbath of everlasting rest, for the blissful duration of perpetual peace and perfect happiness to the elect of God. 
who behold him face to face, praise, love, adore, and glorify him forever. Amen. Our limits do not allow any more extracts. For those desiring to examine many more fathers and doctors of the church, we will supply a pretty long list of them. St. Cypriot, Ambrose, Hippolytus, Augustine, Lactatius, Firma, Anastasius, St. Justin, St. Germanus, Patriarch of Constantinople, St. Cyril, Julius Hilarion, Cassidorius, St. Isidore, Victorinus, Rubanus, Bellarmini, Genebratus, etc., and many others who, to use the words of Q. Julius Hilarion, unanimously affirm this is in Latin, summa complea honorandum seis milium fiat resurrectio. At the end of 6,000 years will take place the eternal uh, resurrection. Our kind critics will please pay some attention to these numerous and grave authorities before they disprove what we here state. For from the above authorities we learn that the six mystic days of creation are intended to signify the 6,000 years of the world's duration, the seventh day, which is the exclusive other days, God's special manner blessed and sanctified. Assuming now, it's pretty certain that the world will only last about 6,000 years because such is a common opinion and expectation of humanity. How many more years, may it be asked, remain to the end of the world? Well, certainly not a whole lot. Now, he wrote back in the 1800s. Time is getting short. Now, you might not believe in biblical prophecy, and you might even be a Hindu. As it turns out, interesting, at least to me, there are certain interpretations of Hindu prophecies that basically point to the same time period. Now, the Hindus do it a bit different. The Hindus basically believe there's a bunch of 5,000-year cycles. Uh, And one... This one's called Kali Yuga. And uh, they start their time period about a thousand years after Scripture does. So they basically end at the basically the same time. So let me read some Hindu writings. Lord Christmas says that Kali Yuga will end 5,000 years after its beginning, giving way to a golden age. Hindus believe that human civilization degenerates spiritually during the Kali Yuga, which is referred to as the Dark Age, because in it, people are as far removed as possible from God. The timeline also indicates that the ascending Kali Yuga, which is the current epoch which we're living, will end in 2025. Now, from a biblical perspective, that's too early for a utopian age, which we would call the Millennial Kingdom of God. Now, as it turns out, other Hindu writings point to this leader being a warring one. And the leader who's supposed to rise up is called the Kalki or the Bhagwan Kalki. So let me read a couple of quotes about this. Kalki, who's considered the last avatar or incarnation of Vishnu or the Supreme Being, who will establish the age of truth or age of purity on earth, as agreed by all the religious prophecies, the awaited one will not be a man of peace like Jesus Christ or Buddha, but a man of war who will destroy evil and establish righteousness on the earth. 
Here's another quote. Bhagwan Kalki would be the spiritual master of the highest order with deadly combination, a wise dictator. Chanakaya of the modern era. So basically there are prophecies that the Hindus are going to accept for a time a warring leader who could, they say could rise up as early as 2025. Now because Revelation 13.8 says all the world will worship the beast and in Revelation 13.1-4 we see that the beast power is a warring power. It looks like some of these Kalki prophecies are related to an upcoming European beast power. And by the way, just to let you know, there are Hindus who actually have claimed that Donald Trump was the Bhagwan Kalki. And the only reason I mention this is to let people realize that Hindu prophecy allows them to accept a non-Hindu and a non-Indian person to be a warring leader who is going to rise up. Now, so you've got Hindus pointing to a similar period of time that Jews pointed to, early Christians and Roman Catholics, etc., pointed to. Now, of course, we need to heed the words of Jesus in Matthew 24 and look for the signs as opposed to just do calculations. Everybody who's done all these calculations prior to now has been proven Jesus is supposed to come or the Great Tribulation is supposed to start by now have all been proven wrong. So yes, there are particular signs we need to look for that Jesus mentioned. Now, I want to go and summarize this, though, to give you some things to think about. Now, it's been said that if is the biggest two-letter word in the English language. So I'm going to summarize this by using the term if occasionally uh, through ten points here. One, if as the school of Elijah taught, God inspired Elijah to state the world as we have known it would last 6,000 years to be followed by a thousand year sabbatical time, which Jewish tradition, early traditions record, then we're getting close to that time now. Two, and if consistent with scriptures in both the Old and New Testaments, we can apply the concept of a thousand years as a day to God. And three, and if it's generally understood in the Church of God that Jesus was killed and resurrected no longer than the spring of 31 AD on Passover, and if, number four, we can presume that the last days of a 7,000 year prophetic week began after the middle day, then the last days prior to the sabbatical time which some would refer to the millennial kingdom, would last 2,000 years. Number five, and if, when Peter referred to the last days in Acts 2, 17, 18, and since Hebrews 1, 1 through 2 teaches, God in these last days is spoken to us by his son, and six, then adding 2,000 years to that period of time leads to the end of 6,000 years, no later than 2031, and it could be earlier than that. Number seven, since the Great Tribulation is expected to start three and a half years prior to that, subtracting three and a half years from spring of uh, 2031 would lead to late 2027. Eight, understand that the United States of America is prophesied to be taken over near the rise of the beast and the start of the Great Tribulation. You can see passages such as Daniel 11, 39, Jeremiah 30, verse 7, and Jesus talked about the Great Tribulation, Matthew 24, 21 to 22. 
Nine, therefore, since the end of two full presidential terms would end in January 2029, these prophetic understandings point to the end of the United States of America prior to two presidential terms from now. And Number ten, this is also consistent with certain uh, Hindu and Roman Catholic uh, prophetic writings as well. Now, I rely on the Bible, but I am bringing up these other writings to show you that there's a pattern out there and I believe Satan wants people to support the Bhagwan Kalki or the beast. And the Bible says it's going to happen. And, I, and there's also Chinese prophecies, by the way, that they're going to uh, support people from, uh, from the West, which would be Europeans as well. Now, the Anglo-American nations need repentance in order to delay, what, to delay what's coming. That would be consistent with Daniel 4, verse 26. But the Bible suggests that's not going to happen. Matter of fact, nationally we don't expect it. I'm going to read from the book of Hosea, Hosea chapter 11, second part of verse 5. But the Assyrian shall be as king because they refuse to repent. Now, however, just because your nation probably not going to repent, that doesn't mean you can't. As Jesus said in Matthew 6:33, we need to seek first the kingdom of God. The end of the United States is coming soon perhaps by 2028. If God is calling you, or has called you, support the work of getting the good news out about the coming kingdom of God. And if you're not sure if God's calling you, or if you wonder if God's calling you, we have a free book available at ccog.org. And we'll link this at the uh, information site, probably where you found this particular video. Because it's totally free. Is, is God calling you? Time is getting short. Time to do what God wants is now. Don't think the United States, as you've known it, is going to exist for another 100 years. It's not. It very well may be gone by 2028. This is Dr. Bob Teal for the Bible News Prophecy Channel.